0: Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About The Weather. Political discussion from the outside may look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam, and this is you. Hello. And we're here, we're here to talk news and politics.
1: Yeah, weekly. Managing to do it.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. The, the strain. Coronavirus of...
1: did not take us out. Uh, Yet.
0: Mixed feelings about coronavirus, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I figure it's... I constantly think it, uh, oscillating between, ah, it's nothing. We're all going to... Ah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's like, ah, it's nothing. Everyone I know spends a lot of time on the tube. I don't. But they all do, and they won't stop touching me or my dog. Or
0: invade your house and put my fingers yeah. into your mouth. Well,
1: well, yeah, you came here and immediately cuddled my dog, and I'm not going to not kiss my dog on the mouth. I did see a report that said um,
0: apparently uh, there's a dog in. I think there's a dog in China or somewhere that has uh, tested positive for light no. coronavirus.
1: No. Um,
0: but they're, they're pretty sure it's not transmissible to animals, so, uh, you know. We'll, okay.
1: But, you know. I but, figure
0: it's, it's the kind of thing that. At this point, right, mm-hmm. how many people have got it in the UK? Is it like 50? 50, like 50, 50, some, 50 some. diagnosed? 30, 50?
1: Uh, it's like that 50-something, and I think 12 have been found. better now.
0: What I'm saying is there's going to be a benefit from being an early adopter.
1: <laughs> get in there.
0: Get all that sweet, sweet NHS care. While there's only a few people in there, I mean it's flu season, so Mm -hmm. you know NHS is under pressure anyway. Yeah, you can be in in there. You've seen them on the news, the coronavirus, the
1: the little coronavirus pods that they've been putting up outside hospitals, so you don't have to go all the way in. Ooh, Um, so you get them when they're clean. No, but you go in there when it's clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Rather than be put in quarantine, look, no one wants to be put in the quarantine, the NHS quarantine cell. A year from now, yeah. when it's had nearly everyone has had their way with it. Yeah, exactly. You want to be the
0: first one. You want it, you want it fresh. Yeah. You don't want a sloppy seconds on your coronavirus.
1: Um, oh, it freaks me out a bit. Plus, but, supposedly,
0: um, for the first time in ages, I'm actually going on holiday this summer. And where am I going? Italy. Yeah. You're in Italy, Italy, and then on to China. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always go to China. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just a quick stop on the way to
1: Italy. Well, yeah, you had, to, you had to. Well, first off, our original just to trip-
0: shout at Italians about the origins of spaghetti
1: <laughs> ri- yeah, with proof. Our original trip was to China was cancelled because they put off that big meeting of all the politicians, <laughs> yeah. where we go every year. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, ugh. yeah, it, it freaks me out a little bit, but then I, it's it, it's one of the it's um look it was looking at all the different things that people have, that you know the different governments are doing mm-hmm. and seeing that our government have chose like you could choose to either um get really on top of it all risk freaking everybody out a bit but yeah. you know get everything in place or you can try to keep everyone calm mm-hmm. but then you're more at risk of it of it spreading yeah, and it yeah. being being more of an issue and it's nice to see that our government decided to do kind of both <laughs> of freak everybody out and do nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which is, we've
0: got that free market uh, to think about. We've got that economic growth. As we talked about last week with Cobra, we, mm-hmm. that was maybe the most accurate bit of that. It's like, <laughs> should we do something in the face Although, of this? If this virus, what are the
1: things mm, that was massively inaccurate? But about, we need
0: a bigger Heathrow Airport.
1: Yes. What are the things that was massively inaccurate about Cobra is. Obviously, they don't want to go there. They don't bother with Cobra meetings because it took him yeah. weeks
0: and weeks. It took, to well, I mean, it took him like a week before it got like quite serious. Before, yeah. Uh, and before then he went to have his Cobra,
1: cobra meeting because he's like, oh, I don't like it either. Maybe it's just horrible. He's got a weird smell. I
0: do like this kind of, yeah, this, this kind of.
1: Uh, just full of cameras. F-
0: fan de siècle, uh kind of laid back approach of like, look. It's probably going to infect all of us. It seems increasingly likely it's going to infect all of us. It's just a very laid back, it's a, it's real laissez-faire government in that he was on a chaise lounge when he was saying it. It's like oh, fine.
1: <laughs> Coughing into a handkerchief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hiding the blood.
0: Um, it is one of those things though, commuting on the tube when um like I'm I'm pretty sure I go like six months of the year with like a low level cold oh, anyway. Yeah, constantly. Um and like smoking or well, vaping. Um mm-hmm. You've always got a little bit in your in your throat when you haven't emptied out the um, when you haven't emptied out the filter.
1: Yeah, when you haven't changed the and it's like so. Volume. I'm like
0: I've got like a coughing fit, and then I'm washing my hands in the toilet, and it's like ah, uh, people coming up behind me going, "You,
1: <laughs> when you're trying to remember the the um, the national anthem, and end up washing your hands for like ten minutes when you try to remember the words."
0: Well, listen. If I'm going to sing the national anthem, I'm going to sing the full one, including "Rebellious Scots to crush." So and it takes a while to get there. It's like third or fourth verse. So. And do you have
1: any idea how hard it is to organise a band each time you have to wash your hands to play? <laughs> Win. But it's some um, on retainer. It's I know a couple of people who've been getting the tube, and I know one of them who is now not touching the poles. And he literally fell off.
0: In what way can you not touch the... Bo- I mean, if you're
1: standing up... Just leaning you. leaning, on them, leaning oh, on them. But then, okay. the, then the train stopped and he just fully stacked it. He's fully stacked it a couple of times. But he's like, but I'm still fine. It's like, that floor is filth. Yeah. <laughs> Have you any idea how much... How many I've got times... an
0: infected head wound from <laughs> the back of my head where I cracked it open on a tube floor.
1: Have you any idea how many times I've thrown up on the floor of the Victoria Line? <laughs> that thing is disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, there's, um, So yeah, there's been coronavirus... Um, it's always a
0: nice opportunity to you know look up um, axes and uh, I'm looking how look to be
1: a, become a survivalist. Yeah, where are you going to run away to? You're going to run? Into oh no, African I'm not forest? going to run
0: away to anywhere. But I'm going to stay in my flat and uh, barricade myself in.
1: Oh, okay, that's sort a way. It's a way of doing. Axes with are
0: very cheap.
1: They are very. They cheap. are
0: incredibly cheap on Amazon.
1: But you don't want to cheap out on an axe because what if it breaks?
0: Yeah, that's true. But I figure like a lump of metal, would probably be fine.
1: Yeah, if it's are you half gonna, club hammer, you're going to get any food.
0: Yeah, if
1: I have the axe,
0: I have all the food I need.
1: That's a good point, actually. Yeah. But um, yeah, so what else we had? We've had um, that, and we've had um, well, the everyone realizing that everything everyone suspected about Pretty Patel is actually true. That she's yeah. a, a shouting, bullying, horrible monster. It's a,
0: it's an odd one. Like uh, I've been following Pretty Patel for a while because it was clear that once we had the hard right takeover, not if, but when, the Tory party, that she would have some kind of high-ranking position because she absolutely goes into that. Like, she's one of those people who, when she was a minister... When she was Minister for... Inter- when she was Minister... What was she Minister for before? Um, she was... Employment, Internet. I think. Oh, yeah. Before International Development. She was at Employment, then International Development. Then she got sacked for um, committing light treason. <laughs> and uh, then she was out in the wilderness and became Home Secretary. But it was like, whenever she was doing... <laughs> Which it- is
1: the normal tra- a traditional move. <laughs> is you do something really bad, you go out in the wilderness, and then you become Home Secretary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's just normal stuff. It's fine, it's fine. It's just ministers being ministers, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Cabinet guys being dudes. <laughs> um When she, whenever she was in a position where yeah. it was clear that she could shout at people or mm-hmm. that she would have a suspect population to bully, mm-hmm. that's when you see the real smile. Mm-hmm. When she was doing stuff like international development and like going to the Sudan to, mm-hmm. to monitor like emergency supplies for um, impoverished groups, yeah. she had the smile that she thought looked happy, mm-hmm. but really didn't. And when she was an MP, just. Nope, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely well, She nothing. didn't like so that. So now duck, she's but... just laughing all the time like yeah.
1: such a bomb. Well, yeah, because um, when she was in International development she couldn't really shout at bags of rice. No. Um, and blame them for things. <laughs> but, um, yeah, now she's already done the thing of shouting at the police, saying, you've got your money, now do your jobs. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> awesome. okay, Theresa May really pissed off the police when she first became Home Secretary. She became the most beloved Prime Minister we've ever had. Therefore. <laughs> but um, it's... LBC was weird. It's very weird at the moment. We'll talk about it later in the episode about um, the way whether the right, how the right have reacted since the election. But um, this morning they did two things. Um, they did a f- like they did a full hour on why it's okay for Pretty Patel to shout at her staff, mm-hmm. her staff. Yeah, that when you're in a job, when you're in a management position, and you're you've got a bunch of Incompetence working underneath you. Sometimes you have to shower them. This is all from Nick Ferrari, who, you know, worked for News Corp and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah. you know why he has that attitude because he worked with Kelvin McKenzie and, you know, that lot.
0: Yeah, it's also that kind of thing of uh, that old neoliberal thing of, you know, diamonds uh, created under pressure, yeah. that kind yeah.
1: of thing. Um, and, you know, he used that management, those management skills he learned there to, you know, make live yeah. TV, the great success that live TV was. Because um, that's Nick Ferrari. It was, yeah. I still love her. Um, <laughs> And then the next hour was straight into. There was a thing about how you should talk about things like football less at work. Things like um things that are very gendered, too because it you know things like football because it's exclusatory. So not having starting a meeting with a bunch of football analogies, that okay. kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. So if you're going to talk about football, do it in your break. Then he went into a full throated defense of talking about football constantly through the workday <laughs> after doing a full hour on why you should shout at incompetent workers, and it's like. None of you believe anything at all anymore. It's just
0: like most of his uh, most of his listeners must be retired managers at this point. I Very don't know, much. like tax drivers, or people who imagine they're managers.
1: Yeah. Well, there was one when they was talking Very about a particular
0: um, kind of brain.
1: I can't remember one. why specifically they were talking about the NHS. Um, because they'd
0: like to shout at the NHS, but they can't because beloved yeah. international institutions.
1: Oh, well, they shout it all the time on there. Um, while while saying that you can't shout at it. Yeah. Andrew Castle's the worst of that. But anyway, he was talking. He was talking about the NHS, and one of the people phoned in to talk about why the NHS doesn't work at the moment and what it needs to be, what it needs to change. Okay. And then he's like, "Oh, did you work in it? Do you work in the NHS?" And he's like, oh, "I used to. I'm retired. Thirty years retired. I used to be manager." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, "What the fuck?" One is of this? my favourite
0: things, um, pre and during the election, was mm. like. Um, Talking to uh, like miners, it's like ah, the forgotten white working class. This eighty-six-year-old yeah. miner with a car in his driveway. Mm-hmm. It's like you, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, um,
1: oh, it's just galling at the moment. Not need to worry about them with coronavirus. <clears throat> well, yeah, you know, I was feeling a bit worried about the local elections. I'm starting to feel a bit more perky about it now that there's a just now there's a virus that might target um. <laughs> Old smokers mainly. Yeah. Oh, me? I can't wait for the local elections. I can't
0: wait for another democratic proving point. I really want to see how everything is going. I really need some kind of nationwide benchmark for how our political superstructure is performing.
1: What's going to be really nice is so, okay, so say Keir Starmer is elected leader of the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. The Labour Party don't do well in the local elections, proving. That the, the electorate still do not trust the Labour Party after Corbyn, or Rebecca Long Bailey wins the election, and the you know the local election goes badly, and it proves that Corbynism has failed yet again, <laughs> and then Sadiq Khan gets re-elected as London mayor, and it proves that Sadiq Khan is the best person ever.
0: Corbyn was so bad they were still booing me when I, they were still <laughs> booing him when I came on.
1: Yeah, it'll be five years from now. There'll be like a, there'll, it'll be like the next election. We we'll would have five years of Keir Starmer doing all the Keir I wonder, Starmer I wonder things how that, much... that like Luke Acres wants him to do. They could move so far to the right yeah. and lose the elections. Like well, it's fucking Corbyn, isn't it?
0: We're still tarred with the Corbyn brush, or yeah. like ah, oh, the Corbyn hangover.
1: Yeah, and this is like after Keir Starmer has I don't know dragged some high-ranking Iranian onto national TV and beaten them to death. It's like, oh, they're still not trusted on foreign policy because of Corbyn.
0: It is 2060. Boris Johnson, (laughs) in his 150th year as Prime Minister, has irradiated the UK mainland. Keir Starmer Jr. is asked, will you press the button?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is a bit... Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's that thing I just saw before you came round of... Rebecca Long Bailey. like, you know, still support. I've voted for Rebecca Long Bailey now. Um, oh, I haven't yet. I'm going to wait till my, the last
0: minute to add a, a sexy free song. <laughs> you got to do something to, to make ballot. it exciting. you can got to do something.
1: Yeah, so my wife and my daughter's ballots came, and both of them just couldn't be asked, so I voted three times. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: what you mean is they voted because that would be an excuse to chuck you the party. Actually, probably.
1: I didn't vote for Lib Dems. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, still vote for um, Rebecca Long-Bailey. Um, but then, you know, if if Bruce Springsteen was born here, he would sing Born in the NHS, adding oh. her to the long list of people who just... I think maybe it is just politicians, maybe they're just incapable of understanding that song. It's this
0: desperation to make, like, memeable moments, and for some reason there's a lot of them It, it just... It just doesn't work. I don't know if you even
1: mean. It's just. It's, it. just it's just. It's, just an, it's not a, a new thing of doing around doing. Mean, it's just yet again another politician yeah. doesn't understand that born in the USA doesn't mean I love the USA. It doesn't
0: mean I love the born in the. Object.
1: Yeah. Oh, it just it drives me round the bend.
0: And what these politicians don't understand is that if you want to go viral, just take a, a, a recent example. You you start in China, you travel through the Middle East. Maybe don't you know set down in the Middle East. You know you travel through Europe, Italy, and France in particular, and then eventually you you, you get here and, and everybody loves you. That's right, like TikTok. <laughs> you, I cannot believe you just did that. I cannot believe,
1: gootest,
0: because <laughs> that's literally the, the way TikTok went. <laughs> That's right, Maoism.
1: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm the one who's got an I'm the one who's. in the- Five, one, five, eight,
0: two, six, nine, three zero zero one one seven nine six
1: Okay, so the main thing we want to talk about this week is what well, we've been three months since the election, mm. three months since Tories won a big majority. Yep. They have the power now to get a lot of things done and probably the most servile press that has ever existed. Yeah. Definitely in like our lifetime. And how are they? I'm not talking like MPs and active members of the party, because there's like hardly any active members of the Conservative Party. Um <laughs> How are their voters? And now that they've all got what they've wanted, mm. they've wanted this for so long. They've been edged, like, Tories have been edged since 2010. Even though in reality they did everything they wanted to do, they put out they were constantly being held back and fought on nearly everything, whether it was like the coalition or Brexit betrayals. Yeah. They've won now. They've mm. got everything they wanted. So are they happy? Like, do they seem happy to you?
0: Kinda, of? I don't know. It, it's very difficult to say. You don't whether watch, cons- you don't watch the news much, or listen I don't. To w- the radio. I don't watch the news, but I do go on the internet. You do go on the internet, um, which is probably a self-selecting sample. Um, there doesn't seem to be like I, I'd, I had a look on like Conservative Home and yeah. Conservative Woman. Yeah, um, that, that website's both, both weird. websites are very, very, virulent. Um and there's a weird kind of working out being struck because like conservatism in its modern form in any case is like a, a, a grievance based mm-hmm. uh, thing there is always something that's not being done and I think mostly like they are still living through their wildest dreams which is you know the left defeated and um, like a hard right government in, in power um, they seem to mainly be looking forward to baiting the EU not with any real like end point in mind but just a constant kind of going to war and owning them. Well, like in addition to their owning the libs in in any other way, they they just seem to really be looking forward to like um, a state of constant political warfare between the UK and the EU.
1: There are there's like a bunch who are thinking like that when you listen to as much talk radio as I do, yeah, you listen to a lot of Tory voters mm-hmm. and they're angry about a lot of stuff. Hmm. Like, the main one I can think of is environmental issues.
0: Oh yeah, that was a that was a real common thing. They all, like, I think they did a, uh, there was some poll that they published on Conservative Home, and it was like two-thirds of the members of the Conservative Party think global warming is a, a hoax.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and they, they're like, when you saw, like, um, was it where the Extinction Rebellion tore up that green in Cambridge?
0: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Or, like, the school strikes with Greta Thunberg. Like, yeah. I think it was a Bristol paper did a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's rare for a paper to do a good thing, so <laughs> give them local what media. Do. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they posted the names and faces of a bunch of people who were sending her abuse. Yeah, um, they all looked exactly as you'd imagine: men, England flags, pints. Yeah, in their avatars, like <laughs> lots of pictures of them in beer gardens. Yeah, sunglasses on the head. Yeah, that yeah. kind, of, that kind of thing. Um, all with your hair. Yeah, um, but more, but more neck ridges. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not there quite yet. Um, and they seem like angry because, like, the a lot of the left at the moment is quite subdued. We're yeah. distracted with where is where are we, where do we position ourselves in the Labour Party? We're sort not going to know for a while.
0: Traumatized in, in many ways. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, but the environmental bits, the bits that were explicitly not part of the Labour Party, like Extinction Rebellion mm. um, and like the school protest stuff, because these mm. kids they didn't lose an election. Yeah. I'm sure that some of them are, are disappointed. Um, but, you know, they're not feeling like we do. Yeah. Um, and they seem to be angry that they haven't got the message that Labour lost. Like, they're disgusted that they're still carrying on.
0: Yeah. They, I mean, they definitely, they form that kind of manichaean worldview of, um, especially when the Labour Party is in, in prominence, they kind of, the Labour Party is the liberal elite. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of that. Like, yeah. the, the, like, the the startling thing is how much they, they really fucking hate the BBC. Mm-hmm. Like, given all the press exclusions that Boris tried out to try and be a bit like Trump, even mm-hmm. though he's he's not really pulled it off. No. I think they've gone back onto like Radio 4 now. Matt Hancock was on Radio 4 yeah. um, a couple of days ago, I think. Um, they are absolutely convinced that the BBC gave them a raw deal and was like completely against them during the election.
1: I think the Tory party isn't. I think the like the, the high, high, high. Oh, the, yeah, absolutely. They yeah. know. Mm. Like, they know full well. Um, but then, but voters do. Yeah. They, you know, they believe those, the stuff they've seen on Facebook. Um, and it's one of those problems. It's like, um, I was listening to the last Real Politic, and mm-hmm. um, Juliet was saying a thing about when you're door knocking. And one of the problems is, like, her example was like, you like, um, someone saying that they weren't going to vote for the Labour Party because he supports, because Jeremy Corbyn supports Hamas. Yeah. And her saying the problem is you can't just say, and do you know what Hamas are? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't, like, and you can't fight against every single one of these absurd things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there is a significant amount of people who genuinely think the BBC is run by communists. Oh yeah, fucking ridiculous! Like, it's
0: only one example. Um, it's not anecdotal, but it is mm. only one example. But like, I think the biggest donor to the Tories during the election was um, John Gore, who mm. is a uh, runs a theatre company. Mm-hmm. Is one hundred percent part of yeah. like if you were going to call it like a cultural elite. Mm-hmm. Um, is part of that and was one of the largest donors to the tories yeah the it's surprising a, it's a at all particularly yeah
1: yeah it's um it's a weird thing that they've got the 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 voters have got into their head um but yeah they are fully going in hard on the bbc they're not going to stop
0: oh yeah because it's too, it's too it's too u- so easy it's too useful what i think what's remarkable is that i actually don't think although they're very happy about the kind... They, they are really, really loving Brexit triumphalism. Mm-hmm. They absolutely refer to the will of the people mm-hmm. with literally everything. Even stuff that's not associated with Brexit. Mm-hmm. Because the defeat of Labour, although, yeah, of course there, it was complicated and, and to do with Brexit, mm-hmm. the triumph of hard Brexit, like a hard right Brexit, is complete justification to them. However it hasn't gotten into any of their other modes of thoughts no. because they because they need that enemy they still have that that particular ideological enemy that is holding them back even though they admit that well now we have the will of the people nothing is holding us back yeah there must always be something holding them
1: back yeah it's a it's a different thing um, the labor Party there's a part there's a significant part of the Labour party that've just won a lot yeah the labor right have now they've got what they wanted yeah um, I, I you're never going to convince me that, um, that like, there were people in who were marching for Remain and there were some people with FBPE in their Twitter bios that genuinely wanted a second referendum and didn't want to leave the EU. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of the people who were in charge of that who just wanted Corbyn gone. Yeah. And they've got Corbyn gone now. Corbyn's Corbyn's gone. Um, and they've been weird since the election as well. Like, we had the thing of, like, straight after, you know, we were shouted at. Constantly, like good example. There's like two good examples. I think of like Alan Johnson and Landsman. Did you, you saw that? Yeah on, a, yeah. on the election night, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah. That it was um like barely hiding his shit-eating grin as he's berating a man who does who's worked harder for stuff that he's believed in than Alan Johnson's ever fucking worked for. Yeah. Gotta remember, you know, he did run the Remain campaign for the Labour Party.
0: Yeah. But there's um, absolutely no. There's no question of them taking responsibility for oh them. no they never will because of course they had already ducked out by yeah. that point once Corbyn yeah. took it over
1: but also they, they never take responsibility for their actions This is part of the reason why like Blairite still gets so angry yeah when you, when you say but a perfect example of they never take blame it's the other person who was like really out there and shouted at, shouted at us Aisha Hazarika yeah she was in she was worked for the Miliband campaign yeah she's a fucking idiot yeah she's a poster child for failing upwards mm. um and the whole point of their tantrums that are still going on now is just to to demoralise us and to but you know mm. left you lost grow up now mm. and then I don't think the they're the Labour right are happy like we were talking about it like so like a bunch of them have have gone in behind um, finally behind Starmer yeah rather than um, Jess Phillips yeah because she was as electable <laughs> as we all thought she'd be yeah. Um, but he's not going to do what Luke Aikers wants. Like, at least not straight away. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Tether- he's a, tether- a, he's tether- a spongy
0: s- mess that can be pushed in In gonna,
1: The thing is, Luke Kirst and the rest of them... We use him as like a... Yeah, as a perfect example of like a true believer.
0: Yeah, a compass point, if you will, yeah. for how this could go.
1: Um, they want us gone, out of the party, expelled. Mm-hmm. They want momentum gone, us not in a party, Yeah, you know, left, go away, go away, never come back. Yeah. Uh, except when it comes to door knocking and putting leaflets through doors and maybe yeah. you can come back a bit. But I don't think he's going to. Like, I, I, I'll, prefix, I'll you know, prefix it with if he did, mm. it wouldn't be a massive surprise. No. But I also, I don't think he's that stupid because it's useful having that many members Yeah. and trying to keep them on side. And yeah. I think he might, he'll try. I don't think he will succeed at it.
0: I don't, I genuinely don't think he, I think he's a he's a follower. Yeah, I think he will be. He will be very easily pushed into various different directions. Yeah, but these,
1: you know? the, but the member, the Labour right, aren't going to be happy with nearly anything he does. No, like you can see, like how angry they get. They get so angry at like um, um, rating Corbyn ten out of ten. Yeah, the we won the argument. Just seeing Corbyn
0: mm-hmm. makes
1: them angry again, and they go on another fucking rampage on Twitter. Mm. And I think deep down they know that he isn't going to. He's not. He's not the promised one. Mm. He's not. David Miliband. Yeah. He's Ed Meliband. Which is
0: the one that they actually want back.
1: Yeah. He's Ed Meliband. Yeah. Two And he's gonna like disappoint them. Yeah. Like he's gonna disappoint us. Mm. But that's why they're getting so angry at us again and they'll blame us if Keir Starmer loses the next election. Yeah. They'll blame us. They'll say that purity politics that we can bring ourselves there, the there is something there is something about kind of there is
0: something about the absolute lack of um the the weightlessness. They seem to I mean it, it it's a particular form of political organizing in the era of like an elite party that mm-hmm. has a certain weightlessness. And the Tories have benefited from this massively. You said earlier they've not got many members. I think they've got a few more members now than they had. I think yeah. they're about 190,000, I think. But again, That's a lot more those, numbers are, to, yeah. those numbers are those numbers are sketchy. Yeah. Um, but largely they've been able to adopt what Farage was trying to do in the early bit of the election, which was We've got a shit ton of money, and we have a top-heavy party. We have a yeah. bunch of funders. Like looking up um, how much money they uh, they took in. It's like Labour, because we think of Labour as like, oh, you're running like a, a small crowdfunding mm-hmm. type campaign, yeah. which they did to a uh, kind of. They got about uh, nine million pounds in of like official yeah. donations um, registered by the Electoral Commission the conservatives i think it was in the weeks up to the election got like 37 million pounds yeah, it's a ridiculous that's a difference. fully weightless party not dragged down by any particular demands from their membership mm-hmm. and there's an element definitely going trawling through those comments again it's a self selecting mm. uh, group of internet conservatives which you know you'll get the trump worshippers and the, mm-hmm. things like that um, they seem like a lot of them seem like kind of cautiously optimistic but a lot of them are already shouting like traitor
1: yeah, that's the it. They
0: already think that he's um, fucked them on Brexit.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. 100%. It's, um, yeah, we'll go back to the Tories now because, like, you know, it's interesting to see what the Labour right have done, but we're not stupid Remainers. We do understand that the, the people who actually have power are the ones in power. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no point in blaming the Labour Party for One everything thing that, that was, happens now. I
0: was definitely wanting to do more of it, like, and, and just talking about the pod generally is, yeah, we need to start looking at who actually has power as opposed to these, like, endless factional things, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you no, know, I, I just think at, the, at this point, like picking a Labour leader. Anyway, we talked enough about Labour. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the other thing that they seem to really, really be into at the minute, and this leads into kind of like their their particular idea of how the, the high Tory party is going to go forward is yeah, um, yeah, they really fucking hate the civil service. Yeah, that's the theme well, of last um, month or so.
1: So like in the say 2010, 2015 mm. it was all the Dems' fault. Yep. That's why we had to be nice, nice to those gays. Yeah. That's why we had to not, literally, shake students by their like, grab the students by their ankles and shake them, <laughs> because of those damn Lib Dems. And then from like after Brexit, it was all you know, Brexit betrayals yep. and all that kind of shit. And now they don't have that. They is the civil service. <laughs> they
0: have they have the process that they want. I think for a large proportion of them, it was weird. Brexit was a culture war instrument yeah. to a large extent. Just that just happened to have almost no cultural, actual like cultural impacts. If you know what I mean, that, it didn't have it? any cultural touchstones yeah. other than the ones you gave it, which is a, suppose, which is true, probably, most cultural things. Yeah,
1: but like, like really the Lib really only has economic, like yeah, yeah, it implications. Does. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, like. Um well personal and economic, you know, like migration statuses and stuff like that. But like if you
0: wanted to keep, if you wanted to do Brexit and keep a multicultural society, you, oh, yeah, you, you could can. very, very easily do that. Easily. It doesn't necessarily one lead to the other unless the character of the Brexit transforms the country yeah. in other ways that yeah. aren't necessarily associated with the Brexit. Pitch, and you just with have the to leave look, pitch.
1: You just have to look at the horrifying cultural things that Madelina Kay tried to link with
0: with oh, the EU God.
1: to see that it was never gonna work.
0: Oh, it's like God, it's like the Maginot line of culture <laughs> wars, isn't it? Just the, you know, the Remainers slash the French are, are sitting there behind their massive concrete concrete defensive line hmm. and then the Brexiteers just go through the Ardennes Forest. <laughs> just flank them completely.
1: While they play the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and I mean, that, that's, that seems to have been the... Um, like, Boris has done quite a lot to ensure that his cabinet is, you know, full of pure believers. Not necessarily people who are going to make massive impacts or govern that well. Mm-hmm. But ones that are going to toe the line and vote properly, vote the way that they're going to. Sajid Javid has to go because you know he's been kind of half and half remain. Mm-hmm. He's you know fully behind the city as most chancellors end up being.
1: And he wasn't completely in favour with the spending promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. not And I think that was one of the reasons why they. Yeah.
0: You know. But I mean, ultimately, they don't have to be um, proficient or like good at their jobs no. because Dominic Cummings' big idea is that. By using tech, by reforming the civil service, limiting down the civil service, putting in um, like semi-privatising parts of it, mm-hmm. using technology to make fast decisions, mm-hmm. putting the AI in charge. That basically he's going to centralise all of those decision like decision making, policy implementation, all that kind of stuff. He's going to centralise it in Number Ten. He's going to try and centralise as much of it as he can, and. Anything that can't be done, like can't be run like that, they're going to hive off to private operators anyway. Who's that? That's, he, I mean,
1: that's explicitly what he said he's going to do. Who's the chancellor now? It's, Rishi Sunak. it's uh, Rishi Sunak. And I like, just cause it's this image of him fucking up and like being got rid of, and then you just have, you know, when you have like the chancellor comes out with a little red briefcase, yeah, and instead it will just be Dominic Cummings comes out wheeling like a little thing, and it's just a laptop, <laughs> a red laptop, and it will just press it, and it's like, look, I've replaced the chancellor with an Excel spreadsheet. You're fine. <laughs>
0: I was actually thinking if he comes out with the red with the red suitcase, he gives it a shake and it turns into a massive mech. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like his speed. <laughs>
1: yeah, that does seem like kind
0: of crush the press. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see already the ways that they're trying to um they're trying to break the civil service in that same way that they sort of broke the press. I mean in a lot shorter term. Like they broke the BBC by basically essentially always threatening to bully them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. over, I mean, we're talking over decades. We're mm. talking over, like, oh, yeah. we're going to think They about, bullied I mean, them
1: until the, the BBC, BBC loved into, them.
0: And they got into line, and that was when they were at their most compliant. Yeah. That was when they were at their weakest. Mm. They'd showed their bellies by that point, you know?
1: Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how... Because, like, the current front of the hating on the Home Office... Not the Home Office, um, the Civil Service, is because of Pretty Patel. Yeah. And it's interesting to see whether it's a they're going to. example, yeah. It's interesting to see which whether they are actually going to support her,
0: as in the uh, the government as
1: when... Yeah, as like whether the Tories are going to support her against the civil service, seeing as like she's demonstrably bad at everything she does. But mm-hmm. we know that that doesn't matter with Tories. But there's lit, you know, there seems to be like evidence of her bullying people the suicide attempts. Yeah, and how that will play... And I've got this sneaking suspicion that they're just hoping that everyone's going to be distracted by having coronavirus. And then by the time <laughs> yeah. it's sorted, she'll still be there. And they would have got rid of a whole chunk of the civil service again.
0: I could see it. But I mean, I think that the tightrope that they would have to walk is like, yeah, bullying individual members mm-hmm. will, you know, work. Mm-hmm. It will get them out. But that makes actually changing what the civil service does because mm-hmm. remember like it hasn't lasted like this it hasn't been in this form because it was easy to get rid of or easily so. easily bullied like there's a shitload of stuff that it can do internally with its internal politics and its internal culture to frustrate that kind of thing and i'm assuming with brexit looming that they would also want to use the civil service to actually actually do that
1: thing well, yeah, there's a lot of jobs that they're going to have to fill. You like, know, you know, like the just admin jobs oh, that are coming, it back. Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've
0: talked about it before. Like, uh, Brexit, in order to take on all of the services and institutions that the was maybe fulfilled by bits of the European Union, you're talking about a massive civil service recruitment yeah, um, drive.
1: Yeah, which, you know, I could see them not being that unhappy about because then they can recruit the right kind of people, you know, eugenicists mainly, <laughs> <laughs> going on they previous. But yeah, the, one of the main things is like, yeah, where's Boris been? It's hard to see how happy he is. Like, whether, you know, whether they're seeming to be like poodling along and he's happy with this, we're going to destroy the Zools service. Yeah, rebuild it in Dominic Cummings' image.
0: Because he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't, <clears> think, I don't think, needs, think Boris I cares. Don't, I don't think he also, I don't think it either benefits or hinders that effort. No. Because as far as Dominic Cummings is concerned, again, I don't want to talk about him as if he's some amazing mastermind, he needs a no. of people. Um, I don't think he's that bothered whether Boris gets involved or not. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like we covered his his diaries. Mm-hmm. Essentially, behind all of his technocracy bullshit, behind all of his like high cost, high reward, probability blah blah blah. blah um, he believes it's a test. Of, his his actions prove that he believes that political decisions are basically a test of will. Mm-hmm. And what he's going to find out is that the Marxists were actually right. And that the civil service is not what it is because of some, uh, because of like it hasn't ever been tested, it hasn't ever been poked or prodded. It's the way it is because there are entrenched interests with the individuals and groups that make up the civil service that form its, that that form its decision making uh, mm-hmm. processes, that form its um, particular corporate culture. Yeah, you know, and. He'll probably get. I, I would imagine he'll give up before before Boris does. Yeah, he'll, he'll get he'll bored. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I, tell, I, Dominic Cummings will last as long as he wants to last, hmm. and the fact that Boris has barely been around, yeah, kind of plays. I, he, I don't think he's that. It's like he disappeared after the Brexit referendum, didn't he as well? He did, yes. He got a lot of hate
0: because he was in the Department of Education at first with yeah. Michael Gove, who he's on personal, he personal terms with. He left that because uh, civil servants bullied him out, <laughs> or whatever. Communist, um, civil service, communist, the communist British civil service. That's
1: another thing with, um, like, bringing back to Cobra last week. All the civil service were like lib- were like liberal or Labour members,
0: yeah. Like secretly they said, Oh, you're a secret red Rose. Yeah, and I remember that's an actual line that they said yeah. at one
1: point. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that that is a thing is just ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so you got yeah, but um he's properly he probably disappeared. And we know that now it's because, you know, he's too busy um knocking up his girlfriend. Which is like that's another thing of the media reaction, like not the media in general, but like right wing media people. Mm. Um Andrew Castle woke me up on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Like he normally does. There's like a competition between him just and the dog. Just
0: personally, he comes over.
1: There's a competition between him and the dog to wake me up. <laughs> when the dog wakes me up, it's nice. He sits on my chest and just sort of licks me. When Andrew Castle uh, wakes me up. What does the
0: dog do? <laughs> Shit, you didn't lay me up.
1: No. <laughs> when Andrew Castle wakes me up, it's usually because he's just saying racisms. Yeah. Um, but he was so angry that people weren't congratulating the Prime Minister more. On knocking oh, up his girlfriend, right? Civil, it's
0: like weird civility stuff
1: coming from really yeah. uncivil people. Well, there's this weird thing like, if we were quiet, yeah, they don't just want us to. They because you know the election happened, mm-hmm. and they want everything to be like good game, good game,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but they don't want us to just be quiet. They want us to be happy for them, yeah. And so it's not enough to just to like me and you not give a fuck that he's having another kid. Mm. We should be congratulating them.
0: It's because they've got, as as much as their kind of shtick is this very segmented, very almost like irrational worldview. Mm-hmm. It is a worldview that encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. As far as they're concerned, their enemies are everybody's enemies. Mm-hmm. They 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 think everybody would be basically a lot happier if they were as miserable, and like oppositional. Yeah. As, as they are all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not enough to just take something away. Like, the universities have to be destroyed. The BBC yeah. has to be destroyed because it's against all of you, all of us, yeah. ultimately. Um, of course, then they start identifying... When that doesn't go their way, they identify suspect populations and start mm-hmm. to say, hmm, students.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: People of colour. Yeah. They could probably be shoved
1: <laughs> away. But well, it's not you, though. <laughs> it's the bad ones. It's... Because um, they did... It was like they're doing the same thing with... Boris having a kid Mm. as they were doing with like the Big Ben bongs yeah and like
0: although the worst one for the Big Ben bongs was Stephen Pound
1: was he? interestingly enough enough,
0: it was a Labour MP yeah
1: yeah Uh, but um, it was like the why aren't you happy for us yeah that's the thing that keeps on sticking with me why aren't aren't you happy enough for us why aren't you celebrating for us we did so well acting like it's a football game or like their team won the league Mm. and instead of us saying well done We've all like threw bricks at their house, and it's like, well, first off, this is more affects you more than football.
0: It's actually interestingly because who who are they talking to at that point? Because obviously they're not talking to the hard left. TM. No, they're not talking to the hard left. That's a section of society they believe can be completely ignored Definitely. and separated and pushed out of a helicopter into the sea mm-hmm. if needs be. They're not talking to them. Are they talking to the centre? Do you think are they talking yeah. to liberals? I
1: think they're talking to the soft left, uh, like everything from the Lib Dems to the like the soft left right. of the Labour Party. I think that's who they're talking to. They're the ones who, because they're the they're real people. Yeah, they're like, le- yeah. yeah, they're yeah. the ones
0: who have to be afforded like the most the the least amount of like human autonomy.
1: Yeah, and they're just angry. Well, because also these are the kind of people that they generally meet. Mm. It's why they get so angry with um, Twitter. Because the people who shout at them on Twitter are not the kind of left-wingers that you tend to meet at places like the BBC. And they're so... It's just... It's so... It's so baffling to me. Like, after the election, Hmm. if Labour had won a resounding majority, we would have been very happy and we would not have gone, Boris, why aren't you cheering?
0: But frankly, also, the left has... I mean, I hope that the left has this attitude, but winning election is when the war starts.
1: Yeah, yeah. like that's that's when it begins. But we wouldn't have been expecting everyone to say, "Well yeah, done." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's hope the thing because that, yeah, that kind of action. Yeah, and it just it just baffles me this I desire, mean, this constant desire to not only win, which they've done handedly, mm-hmm. but then not being given enough praise for it. So they're getting all the praise from all the press. Yeah, and even like significant chunks of the soft of like the soft left and all that kind of shit,
0: but. They need more. There is another explanation for this, Mm -hmm. and that is that for right-wingers, generally, Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about it before, I can't remember the Walter Benjamin thing, um, about for the right and for for fascism, generally, um, fascistic attitudes, let's say, culture is politics. Mm -hmm. What they seek is an end to the kind of weakness of deliberative politics because that is not that does not you don't have to demonstrate will you don't have to demonstrate um, superiority in that kind of system um, through means by which they respect what you have to what culture taking the place of politics is designed to do is to cement particular forms of power and particular forms of ideology Mm -hmm. and put them behind that that veil so that everything can get on again because that's the only time when they're they're truly truly happy mm. and that's a fantasy it's not possible yeah. that's why they're so furious yeah because you cannot we're in this situation right now where there are intense contradictions in even within the conservative party and within the ruling class generally about what is supposed to happen now who's supposed to be in charge yeah. and so this desperation to say like well we won an election therefore we won the The class conflict, they Mm -hmm. don't say it like that but we've won the class conflict we've won the ideological conflict and we've won the conflict with other ruling class shards Mm -hmm. that we're not going to get rid of but that we need to now to fall in line, they will not get back into the thing, we're not at that moment yet there's Mm -hmm. there's been no um, emerging economic consensus that everybody agrees on as if you know, say Thatcherism, once yeah. you'd beaten the unions and once you'd beaten everything into submission, mm-hmm. once communism had fallen, there was no moment like that when you could so obviously demonstrate that your politics and your culture had won and was superior. They're annoyed because they won, but they don't feel like they've won mm-hmm. because that's not how you win. Yeah, and in fact, it's unrealistic because in order to win, you'd simply have to eliminate any other opposition to it, which is. I'm not i'm not, I'm not going to say they're going to go there they might go there
1: you know yeah i don't think they'll go there yet yeah <laughs> there's um it plays into their, their um the desire of a bunch of the new northern tory MPs to go to durham the durham miners gala perfect example and, um, yes perfect example just being disgusted that they would it's like turning what? it from a and political like, into yeah, a cultural event. just uh, How very dare you insist me Sir Bimbleby Smythe, my family have been in coal mining for thousands of years. Well,
0: no, the fact is that, I mean, I don't actually, I can't think offhand of uh, the backgrounds of any of the them, yeah, just... but like some of them might be working class yeah, yeah. Tories. Yeah. And some of them might not see the reason why they can't go because it's their local culture mm-hmm. as opposed to oh, no, they know. an active political event yeah. celebrating particular antagonisms mm-hmm. that they're not invited to because they're on the other side of that antagonism. I
1: just like the idea that they feel like. It's like, do they think that just for one year, just for one year, they should just accept that the Tories won and just do like a little special little thing just for them? Oh, well, at the got, Miners' Gala. I think just...
0: there's a place for them at the Miners' Gala. <laughs> there's, uh, we've got this very special pen. <laughs> is it the... We um, throw loo... rotten eggs, gravel, hot the, gravel.
1: <laughs> the bonfire um, night thing in loose. Oh the, yeah, um, the with... like
0: semi neo pagan thingy.
1: Well, no, yeah. the really the really anti Catholic one where they throw fireworks. Yeah, at, yeah, at, they, at they a person throw person like firecrackers as a person. Yeah, so as the like or you or know, something. there's a place for Tories of the Durham <laughs> miners' colour.
0: <laughs> Why are you making me wear all this huntsman gear? I've never been hunting in my life. <laughs> just do it and stand up just, there. Just do it. We've got a special platform for you <laughs> <laughs> on a horse made out of petrol soaked pallets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like. That's the thing as well that they can't understand that a lot of the the, lot of the new Tory MPs don't seem to want to be tagged with the like the Tory thing because it's it's I think that's probably going to be an antagonism as well because they've probably taken I mean they've taken in working class Tories but like the Tories have a load of baggage of being being like the irrational side of the ruling class Mm -hmm. like it's one of the things that I think everybody always mistakes the the Tory party for because they see the they see like the hunt people. Yeah. They see the anti-abortion people. Yeah. They see the like overt evangelical christianity and 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 gay bashing and and, and all the all of those mm. people and like think oh they're they're anachronistic. They're out of step. They they can't possibly survive in this world. Again, looking at it from a marxist perspective, they were like that because they represented certain interests and certain forces that it benefited them to to be like that. Yeah. And it's always been a mistake that we've always underestimated, I think how much the tories are able to utilize those irrational aspects that that ultimately come from economics but get transferred mm. into into culture as well like rent seeking mm-hmm. most of the most of the current tory party you know are generally let's keep this property bubble inflating Definitely. because we have the thoughts that we have the interests of property developers and landlords at heart right yeah. rent seeking is not a particularly rational economic instrument no any rational system would have seen what's happening right now mm-hmm. with the property market, with the housing market, and done something about it. The fact that they're not, it's not because they're stupid or because they're necessarily irrational, mm-hmm. but it's because they have that at their heart. yeah, And they've utilised it to the absolute full extent that they can. Yeah, um, I was going to say, actually, it's interesting, when we're talking about irrationalism and talking about potential yeah. responses to, again, climate change... Sorting out climate change—a slow, even a slow reduction in
1: carbon—would
0: yeah. be the rational thing to do. Yeah. The court Tories aren't doing it; they're building. They will really want to build that third runway, yep. even if they've said they didn't want to. Again, seems irrational, but it conflicts with the with the with the, the interests. There is an interesting thing that happened um, a little while ago. There was um, so you're talking about Greta Thunberg and yeah. climate change. There has been a—I think it's a German—you. Oh, the
1: German nineteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, there's a Naomi oh. Siped. Yeah, uh, a nineteen-year-old German YouTube influencer who has been described by climate science deniers as the anti-Greta. Yeah, um, and she's like appeared with a load of uh, conservative think tanks talking about how climate change is a myth. She and... does videos
1: being mean about Greta Thunberg, saying that she's like um, freaking out kids.
0: Yeah, and it's like no, that's that's actually a very particular modern inflection of of that kind of old irrational impulse, and it's like we look at like yeah the online alt-right and how that's been absorbed by the modern hard-right. And it's like, it seems irrational. It seems like who could believe Paul Joseph Watson? He is not making any sense. Mm-hmm. He really, really likes doing that stuff that makes absolutely no sense. But of course, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. It manages to mobilise that particular sense because what he's doing is demonstrating grievance and, again, bringing those differences into cultural rather than political terms. And, again, it's just continually underestimating the Tories ability, and the Conservatives generally, ability to use that to hold back to or to ac- to accomplish what is ultimately Conservatism's aim in the, in the modern period which is to kind of deny various groups a seat at the table, mm-hmm. the POCs, gender various things like that, hold back that, and ultimately to kind of sustain consumption levels and economic patterns in the same way that they were in the late 20th century in the face of mounting evidence that it's gonna kill us all. Yeah. Like that is what they're utilising for that. And just simply calling it irrational and, and and acting as if they're they're big old babies. Yeah. Isn't necessarily gonna cut it. Maybe we need to train our own super babies. Super <laughs> communist babies to go up against them.
1: I'll tell you, the tic- I don't know the There's some there's some left wing TikTok teens that seem pretty good. Oh, really really? Yeah, there are some good ones. Yeah. Um yeah there's I think one of the things that I keep on coming back to of why they seem so mad, there's like this recurring thing of they feel the need to be praised for winning. For winning, yeah. yeah.
0: We won, bend the knee.
1: And, and smile. Yeah. That's an important... If we just bent the knee, if we just said, well yeah. done, um, that wouldn't be enough. We need to be smiling, we need to be sending them Christmas cards. Mm. Basically, I think it's because old people still send Christmas cards. That's where they get it from. But... No. Um... But one of the things, like so much of what the Tories have, and like so many of the votes that they get, is based on the notion that Tories can run things and they're, they're the natural, this the natural choice of power, the natural
0: party of government.
1: Yeah, they're the natural one, and that they can they don't fuck things up, yeah. and all that kind of things, and their fuck ups over the last ten years. Yeah. Um, They've constantly said it's because of this, it's because of that. You know, it's it's the it's Labour government. They broke the economy. It's Brexit.
0: they were still saying that in the election campaign.
1: They were. It's Brexit betrayal and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But the one, this is one of the other reasons why they're angry, is now it's them. Mm. It's ten years since Labour. Yeah. They've got an eighty seat majority. They get the Brexit that they want, Mm. the Brexit of their choosing. Yep. And. Every single fuck-up, they, in theory, have to eat. Mm -hmm. Whether the media makes them eat it is, you know, up for debate. Yeah. But I don't think in five years' time, at an election, whether saying that the Labour Party were in government 15 years ago is going to have quite as much push... Especially if they, have you know, we've had, like, say, we've had Brexit for three years. If we've got this new trade deal, you know, and they started to see what this trade deal means, and like what, like, I don't know, we'll we'll do an episode back because it's, you know, they've only just started the the back and forth, yeah. yeah, and you know, they find out that oh, by the way, we don't get to eat beef anymore, but you do get to eat a lot more fish, and a load of people suddenly go, shit, I don't like fish.
0: But there, you've I mean, you've identified the key problem is that I mean. Tory aside, we're operating entirely in a, an advanced consumerist society, whereby the only thing that actually really penetrates is stuff like that. Yeah, is like I mean brand at the at the high end of it, brand mm. shit. Yeah, like and you've seen what they've been doing. Their weird anti-situationism, where they've been constantly talking about, um, oh, I'm going in for an EU debate, but I had a big. British patriotic British breakfast.
1: Oh, do you um, see that Rishi, Rishi Sunak doing the Yorkshire tea thing? Yeah. Do you see? Well, actually, I think that's just him being stupid. But there's um. Do you see the James O'Brien tweet about about the um, traditional English breakfast? Oh yeah. Actually, sausages are from three thousand years ago in Samaria. Perfect
0: example. But also, what did they try and counter this obviously weirdly irrational thing with? Yeah. Oh, rationality. We'll just fix it. But also, we'll make it like, right.
1: I saw someone had a good point on Twitter. Perhaps you shouldn't be lecturing them on how things that weren't originally from here could never be British. <laughs> because, you know... Uh, but, um, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. You're, you're faced with that, and then, like... No one, like... When you're playing a board game with someone, yeah. and everything's flowing, no one likes it when someone goes, wow, well, actually... Yeah. They, and think they, can cor- they still think that the they can correct The best games of D&D with. are when, you know, you fudge the rules a bit because you want to make the fun carry on.
0: Perhaps the best game of D anD D is the one without a DM at all. I don't know. I've never played D anD really want to. But, we uh, need
1: a DM, but if, if if the DM was a robot who killed you all in the first room because you all <laughs> rolled once, that would be not fun. And that's what James O'Brien wants. <laughs> I'm, I mean, a DM who's a stickler for the rules. That's what all of them wanted. I mean, we talk
0: about the kind of the the strength of them is that how fucking long lasting these grievances and these the same ones hmm. they they're slightly mutating with you know it used to be like the loony left and now it's the woke
1: yeah the
0: woke left they will not they will not let it go they absolutely no. won't let it go and it's the, it's the same kind of thing yeah. it is just a kind of rehashing of Thatcherite like mm. grievances they haven't it hasn't realigned since the the kind of crisis no. of, the, of the 70s which was a way of you know Ending the social democratic state and those institutions, definitely, and bringing the free market into into more into people's lives and, and and using its rules to determine life in this country. Yeah, but I mean, it's lasted this long. I don't know. Like th- these contradictions seem to just be able to to sustain themselves, and, and the only thing that's really gonna hit it is when their actual living standards. And considering mm-hmm. that the, the the elite project is ultimately to maintain those living standards until we all burn to death mm-hmm. seems to me to kind of complement each other mm. you know i don't think there's any like yeah there's no rational fixing it no do you know what i mean there's no rational fixing these people no it's going to have to be door to door i guess <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't even know what i mean this is the the big problem with like yeah attaching yourself to the labor party as like yeah. a, a way of making the world better it's like Are you actually prepared for what for actually fighting this entire thing? Because it's it's still here. Yeah. I mean, talk about Blair all you want. Talk about Blair's thirteen years or however Mm. however long it was. Blairism's thirteen years. Like it was there all the way through that Mm -hmm. with the same tunes. Yeah. It will still be there the next time there's a recession. This economy's not looking that good, yo. No. Um, No. Going into the future and like there has to be another way of maybe maybe it's impossible. Maybe maybe Britain is too. Is to, in such a state of kind of capitalist decrepitude that uh, you can't realistically turn its its bourgeois or lumpen bourgeois, if you like, mm-hmm. into productive socialist civilians with a green tint.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One of the things that is weird is one of the things that all help me think, feel positive one way or the other. Yeah. Really, is how things go in America. Because I genuinely never believed that the Americans would ever even get this far with Democratic members being this supportive of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, but if, if Bernie loses, say, like, the Democratic Party got fully behind him. Yep. And he lost. Um, uh, yeah, I'd think that, there's pro- that electoralism is completely dead. There's um, no point to it that he could never yeah. win. I mean, there's there's one... But if he did win, and, you know, you could convince Americans, of all people, to share... Huh. <laughs> There is, there is one like... Being mean about Americans. I know, like, personally, I know one American and he's very, very nice and shares. I'm sure most of them are very nice. I don't
0: know. Um, <laughs> I there is, there <laughs> is, okay, if, if there is one positive thing, yeah. think, ab- think about it, it's the, basically the same thing, but think about it this way. Boris had to do hard Brexit. Mm-hmm. He had to um, endanger uh, the rights relationship with the, the financial sector, yeah, with which is capital. he had to um, put the rest of the forces of the EU, which after all are financial like financial led
1: mm-hmm.
0: capitalist banking yeah. um, class forces class shards. He had to put the Tory party on a trajectory to go against these people's class interest in order to avoid a, a, a electoral annihilation. Mm-hmm. So if he has to do that, what more is he going to have to do? Realistically and horribly, perhaps that kind of autocratic uh, nationalism, whatever you'd want to call it, that hard right, like I think Richard Seymour calls it, like um, disaster nationalism. Mm-hmm. He has to pursue that, and so at some point that has to reach down and actually affect people. Yeah, and this is not like this is, I mean drawing fascist conclusions is is a bit premature I think but like this isn't a population that has been been so brutalized by World War one that they don't particularly aren't particularly bothered by the difference between barbarism and normal life mm-hmm. they're not willing to if barbarism affects them i think if barbarism gets close to them it will be more noticeable than it has been in almost any other society mm-hmm and as it expands, I mean I'm not saying that it's not barbaric at the moment. There is barbarism going on at the borders, there is mm-hmm. a barbarism going on in immigration centres, in food banks, in, in, in lots of places around this country and, and others. But, but it hasn't reached them yet. Yeah. And Brexit is something that absolutely, in order for it to succeed, well, has to reach them.
1: That's the thing. It's um the floods were kind of you could have kind of predicted that there were going to be floods again. Yes, yeah. Not as you know, I wasn't expecting there to be a storm every weekend since the gear died. <laughs> but, you know, they could have expected that. Um, they knew what was going to happen. They know what's going to happen with Brexit. Mm. Coronavirus was a surprise to them. Yeah. Um,
0: but again, not exactly something... That but they're, they're dealing with
1: all of them of the same level of competence. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to get rough quick, which is horrible. And like, not an accelerationist. Britain already realized. never can be because um, I, I just can't. I just you, can't do it. I don't. You'd have... be
0: surprised. How, I can't be an accelerationist because you'd be surprised how much punishment someone can take.
1: Exactly, but maybe you don't. we're in it now. Yeah, um, and he has to swallow it. Yeah. They all do.
0: It has to be. It has to be theirs. And also, like this country operates under a, like an at arm's length supply. Just thinking economically and thinking on the basic mm-hmm. material level, this country uh, operates on, an, like at. At arm's length supply chain, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, shortages, mm-hmm. shortages that haven't been seen since the war, mm-hmm. that will be a very, very difficult thing to come back from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it will all be on them. Yeah. That's why they're not happy. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's us for this week. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us at WDTATW underscore podcast. Follow me at BM Bergamo. Follow Hugh at Tanner And we'll see you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.